Aaron Rodgers is finally a New York Jet. And on Draft Miss Eve, myself and Shane give you the gift of a live mock draft predictive on this one. Coming up next on the Draft Countdown Podcast. Tonight's Draftmas Eve edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian Bosards, joined as always by my co-host, Shane P. Hallam. Shane, 22 hours, 58 minutes, and 20 seconds away from the 2023 NFL Draft. It, it is not days anymore. We will be back live on this channel uh, tomorrow in the, the 22 hours from now. I, I, I can't wait. We're finally here. It's, it feels like it's been so long. This, like dead period of april man i'm just ready yeah we're about as ready as we're going to get we're both finalizing our seven round mock drafts that'll both come out yours is going to come out at 6 a.m central 7 eastern tomorrow yeah. mine's going to come out 11 a.m uh central time tomorrow it's a wild and crazy time seven round mock draft for me special Special, Shane. First time it's ever happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to see if you can make it. <laughs> make the distance we'll here see. tonight. How many fullbacks do I end up in there just to start throwing, throwing yeah, things, looks, throwing yeah, things in couple. there? But uh, we're going to do it a little uh, different tonight. We're going to have our last uh, live mock draft of the year. Uh, we're going to do – this is going to be how we think it's going to go. I'm going to go odd number teams. You're going to go even. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. Uh, we're going to take some questions tonight as well because we know everybody's got questions uh, this close to the draft, so we're going to get those answered uh, later on in the show. But first, we also want to remind – oh, and you can ask those questions on Twitter and our Discord chat, uh, which you can join those or in live in the chat uh, as well. Join our Discord. Go to DraftCanada.com in the search bar. Uh, Discord is there. And we also want you to sign up for our – co-mock draft contest with the good folks over at toilets to title shane it's free. Uh, free it's free free to enter yeah. win some cold hard cash yes and it's so easy to enter you go to go to draftcountdown.com we've got a link on the search bar up there by the discord link that will take you there you fill out a google sheet send it in all you have to do is subscribe to our youtube channel which you should probably be doing that already subscribe to the toilets to titles youtube channel as well and join their gilded chat and then submit the entry uh for every 10 mock draft submissions, we get $20 going into the pot, maximum of $500. Everybody go win that money, man. Yeah, I think we're already at 20 so just keep keep it going. We'll keep it going. Yeah. I think we're – Everybody's waiting to the last finish. They want to hear what oh, we're going to do tonight shit. on this mock yeah. draft, and that's how the, and that's what they're going to go by. So uh, 
it's, it's going to be great, man. And uh, like I said, that's going to be fun. But as I mentioned in the open, the trade finally happened. Aaron Rodgers, a member of the New York Jets, a pick swap in the first round. Uh, Green Bay gets their the 42nd overall pick, which the Jets got from Cleveland for Elijah Moore. Uh, they do a pick swap in the fifth and sixth round. Uh, New York, the Jets go up into the fifth at 170. Green Bay gets the sixth at 207. And conditional upon Aaron Rodgers playing 65% of the offensive snaps in 2023, uh, a second round pick will be a first round pick if he hits that milestone, which, you know, unless something happens, you have to. Unless he gets hurt. Yeah. 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 It, that he should hit that easily. So. I guess the the pick swap in the first round was what seemed to have sealed the deal, right? Yeah, yeah it seems like that's what uh, the Packers GM, you know, Brian Gunkins wanted. Uh, so it's interesting jumping the Patriots essentially, well, and, and the Jets. We'll see what that comes to. But finally done. We can put it to bed. I'm glad it happened before the draft and not during the draft. Makes it a little easier, I think, to stomach. And that bold prediction I hit still counts because it happened did not happen on draft break. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, Scott Karasik says the uh, draft should be moved up to mid-April. These last two weeks get stupid. Yes, please. Please. And uh, Buccaneer Bruce, uh, he'll be working at the draft tomorrow morning and Friday morning. Hey, that's exciting. Yeah, Bruce. Nice. But uh, so, yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers now, what at best, probably the fifth best quarterback in the AFC. So good luck to the New York Jets. <laughs> Fifth might be generous. <laughs> I said at best. Yeah, that's true. That's it. You mean at best. You mean All right, Shane. Uh, before we get into this mock draft, um, I posed a fun little exercise to you, and we decided to add it. Who will be the highest drafted player from each of the All Star games? So we're counting the Tropical Bowl, the CGS, the College Gridiron Showcase, the Hugo Bowl, NFLPA Shrine, and Senior Bowl. We'll start. With the Tropical Bowl, Shane, who will be the highest drafted or if any drafted player from the Tropical Bowl this year? So if I, if I had a bet on, I don't think it's too many getting drafted for the Tropical Bowl. This might be the only one. If the, uh, I'm going with uh, Griffin Hebert, the fullback tight end. From, oh, that's a good one. Uh, you know, green, green Raz guy. He, he had a great uh, performance at his pro day. And, you know, seventh round fullback, each back. That's where those guys kind of go. Uh, for our listeners in this great state of Louisiana, that is Griffin Bear, not Heber. A Bear. Okay. Well, look, that's good for me to know for uh, Saturday. That's good. Uh, I'm going to go with Auburn wide receiver, little used wide receiver, Shedrick Jackson. Uh, oh. Fast, fast, super fast speed. I think he went sub 4 3 at the pro day, uh, but didn't get used a whole lot at Auburn. But, uh, so, you know, another green Raz guy. So was, was my guess there. Let's move on to the CGS, Shane, and let's see uh, see who you came up with here. This, this is tough. Uh, I'm going with Jarek Reed, the safety out of New Mexico. Okay. Uh, I think I think he's the best special teams player. That, that, so that's why I went that way. I went with Northern Arizona quarterback Morgan Vest solely because he had a 9-2-6 rest. Uh, I, know nothing, I know nothing about him or that – other than his school is the Lumberjacks. Yeah, I guess that's that's all you need. Let's move on to the Hula Bowl, Shane. 
Hulable, I'm going Matt Landers, receiver out of Arkansas. You know, big, fast, four three seven at the combine. Um, one of the few combine guys, maybe the only one that was at the Hula Bowl. Uh, there, there may have been a couple that that uh, went up to bigger games, but um, I, I think he gets drafted sixth, seventh round. I cheated on this one, and I reached out to our uh, listener draft guy Jimmy, who's on the uh, Hula Bowl staff. I said, Jimmy, who's going to be the highest drafted guy in your game? He said Jarek Bernard Converse, the cornerback from LSU, who got called up to the shrine. So that's who I'm going to go with. Ah, you know what? That you're right. You're right. That was that was a good one. That was good. Let's move up to the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. This was tough. I think there's a number of NFLPA guys that are going to go like fourth to fifth round area, but uh, I'm going to go with John Gaines, the interior lineman guard at a UCLA. Had Great combine, sick agility scores. Um, but I think there's a number of players in that range. He was the only guy to hit that short shuttle number that's supposed to be the guarantee for success, right? Right, right. He's the only one. So that's pretty good. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with this guy because he's in. He's like 80th on Darren Jeremiah's board. He got called up to the Senior Bowl. Marte Mapu, the linebacker safety from Sacramento State, uh, coming off an injury. So that could keep him down a little bit. But that felt like a good one to go with there. Yeah, I think he's a slam dunk if he wouldn't have gotten hurt uh, working out. Uh, so he's going to be out for the season. Uh, Scott says uh, Sidey Sal from Eastern Michigan, another good one. Like, I, th- I feel like there's a lot of NFLPA guys, like fourth, fifth, sixth round, we're going to see them fly off the board. Yeah. Um, Shrine game's a slam dunk, right? It's Zay Flowers. I, it's, we, it, we, yeah. we don't need to speculate on this one. This Zay one Flowers, too, receiver this from was, Boston College. This was too I, easy. <laughs> how high How high you think he can go? Uh Spoiler alert for those who are looking at my mock draft tomorrow. It'll be in the uh, 20 to 25 range. I, I think it can go as high as 14 to the Patriots. That's so. high. Yeah, look, the Patriots, we saw what happened last year, picking Cole Strange in the first. So, yeah, so Nick's, Nick's with me. Pat's 14. And uh, Bruce wants Mapu in Tampa. He's a hell of a player, it's man. I hate that pick. he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, senior Bowl, Shane. This one, uh, this was easy for me. Let's see if it oh, was you, easy for you. you. You go first. You go first, then. Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle from Tennessee. I've got him. I think he's getting drafted in top ten tomorrow. Uh, I also picked Darnell Wright, and uh, in my final mock, I will also have him going in the top ten. So I have a feeling he's going to go pretty high in our mock draft coming up. All, here. all right. So let's 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 make this a bit. Different than who was the second senior bowl player then? <laughs> Look, that's 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 pretty good. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, but I wouldn't have said right that long ago. I, I think he's really because these tackles are kind of getting pushed up. I think that's kind of helped him out. Um, so did you have another name for for the second one? I don't have another. I don't have another senior bowl player in my mock going until twenty five. Who's so, that? Uh, Osiris Torres. The guard from Florida. Yeah, I, I I think Osiris Torrance is next for me as well. Um, I think there's I a couple. Did, I did only ended up with three senior role players in my final Ooh. first round mock draft. Yeah, I, th- I think Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin has a shot uh, as well, but uh, it's going to be interesting. That was fun. Though. That was fun. Uh, yeah, a little exercise. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll, we'll keep tabs on it on the live stream. We are live streaming all three days, by the way. So every every round of the draft. So make sure Scott you're says back right here. at nine. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm higher I'm, than that. 
You got him go. Ooh, I, was, I, I have him going nine right now. All right, let's get to what, what we came here to see tonight, Shane, and that is our live predictive mock draft. This is how we think it's going to go uh, tomorrow night. Last time we did this two weeks ago, we did what we would do. That was fun. So this time we're trying to nail this baby down, trying to win people money to enter that draft contest. Yeah. And uh, so – so last time you went odds, I went even. So I'm going to go odds this time, and I'm going to start with the Carolina Panthers. This feels like it's going to be Bryce Young slam dunk, right? I, th- I think it's in there, despite you know Reddit wanting to say that Will Levis is the pick, which he debunked today. Um, caused people to bet on it, so the odds changed. But yeah, I, I, th- I think it's going to be Will Le- uh, going to be Bryce Young at one, and Will Levis is going to fall down a little bit. All right, so who are you going with the – this is the the draft pivots here, Shane. Draft Houston, does Texas. Pick. Houston I, Texans pick two. I think there's four options for them here. It's one of four players. It's Will Anderson, the edge rusher at Alabama, Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher at Texas Tech, or they go quarterback, C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State or Will Levis out of Kentucky. I think that's probably who they're down to. Um, I think we're going to see t- the Texans do some moving, not this pick. But I do think 12, and you you brought it up a couple weeks ago on the show, they could move up even to three, uh, which I think Daniel Jeremiah had in his final mock draft, uh, to, to get that quarterback. So I, I am going to t- – I think if they can't do that, I still don't think they're going to take a quarterback. I, I tend to think these quarterbacks might fall. Um, and I also – then it's the debate of Anderson or Wilson. A lot of people, Wilson's getting propped up because he has the size and the length. We saw Trayvon Walker go last year when he – Probably shouldn't have went over Aiden Hutchinson and came on Thibodeau. Um, but I, I'm going to trust the NFL here. Like They're going to take Will Anderson as the first defender off the board. I'm going to go Will Anderson, edge rusher at Alabama. I think that's who the Texans would take here. I agree uh, with, with that assessment. Um, Arizona is going to trade out here. And we know that. We, we, haven't had, we haven't had a trade in the top 10 in four years. Uh, if it didn't happen until before the right? draft, during the draft, during the draft, during the draft, draft, no top ten trades, no top ten trades. They all happen. Trey Lance, all those things happen before the draft. Well, we're breaking that trend tomorrow night, I think, with somebody, right. we'll somebody. Uh, so, a lot of buzz around this right now, and whether I agree with it or not. Offense, we we thought defense, defense, defense for the longest time, but the buzz like coming in late is offensive tackle. And so I'm going to go with one of your guys, the Buckeye, Paris Johnson Jr., third here to the Arizona Cardinals. I can see it. I can see it. I think think it'd probably be between him and Tyree Wilson if this was the board, Uh, but they need need an offensive tackle pretty badly. Paris Johnson has, you know, has that type of length. I think Vegas is one of the uh, is is the team to come up or the Eagles. Uh, all right, you're up now. The Indianapolis Colts. I know one guy who may or may not be watching right now. See C.J. Stroud on the board and is on his knees, hoping that this is what happens. Look, they they're going to take a quarterback at four. I think they're sitting at four, saying there's four quarterbacks in this draft. We kind of like them all. We're not getting Bryce Young. 
kind of like them all, you know, who's going to fall. Um, I, I, I think the Colts are going to take CJ Stroud out of Ohio state. I, you know, I, I think, well, Levis is a real possibility here, even over Stroud. I, I don't think they'll take Richardson with the other two on the board, but it, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but I, I tend to trust the teams. And, and I think the Colts are a team that looks at analytics and, I think the analytics are going to be very strong for CJ Stroud and his efficiency, his numbers in college, his passing efficiency is just so much better than the other two. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I love CJ Stroud here uh, as this pick to Indianapolis pick five Seattle Seahawks. I feel like this is where they're going to go with the big lengthy upside edge here. And Go with Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. So Tyree Wilson goes here. Um, so Jalen Carter falls out of the top five in this scenario. Um, we'll see where he ends up. I, I feel like he could be a target of a trade-up. Yeah. Yeah, we've, I mean, we've heard from Peter King, too. The Steelers uh, potentially denying. You know, there's been some teams linked to move up, maybe to get him. Uh, we'll see if a team's willing to give up draft capital to get a player that might have some of those, you know, fears of work ethic and that type of deal. All right. Detroit Lions, Shane. Detroit Lions at six. Pick from the Rams. Um with Tyree Wilson off the board, I don't think they take Jalen Carter. I think they go corner, uh, and they do not take my number one corner in this draft. I think they're going to take Devin Witherspoon, the corner out of Illinois. I, I just think that's more of a need. The physical nickel can play kind of both. is a little more versatile than Christian Gonzalez. I like Gonzalez much more. I have Joey Porter actually above Devin Witherspoon. Uh, but I think the Lions would take Witherspoon in this situation. Yeah, so Raiders need a playmaking defensive lineman, some kind of terrible, but the word is that they have Carter off their board. Is that true or not? I don't know. I'm just taking that at face value from what came out. So I feel like they'll pass here and – this is where the top senior bowl player, I think, comes off the board. I will go with Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle from Tennessee, to play the right side. They can move a Lumineer either inside to guard or he can stay as a swing tackle. Wright starts at right tackle, Colton Miller on the left side, and you protect, you know, whoever the quarterback's going to be in 2024. Wow. I, I- I, I mean, I would say this is the ceiling. Um, they could take a quarterback here too, right? I mean, Will Levis is on the board. Anthony Richardson is on got the board. You got Garoppolo essentially over one year deal for him, essentially. Yeah. So, so I think that's that's going to be a. I think we're going to be sitting here at seven. Are they going to take the QB? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they waited till round two. If Hendon Hooker's there, you know, something along those lines uh, is really possible. I think it makes makes eight pretty sticky for the Atlanta Falcons. Like, there's a lot of options, lot of options <laughs> for the here. Atlanta Falcons here because they could take Jalen Carter here, um, you know, from Georgia, or take his teammate Nolan Smith. I think that's a possibility to take the edge rusher over the defensive tackle, um, Bijan Robinson. 
has been linked to Atlanta. Uh, the running back from Texas. That would make sense. I think Christian Gonzalez would make sense. Like, I don't think that the Falcons could go wrong um, with how the board fell. And I think with how this board falls, I'm going to take Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle from Georgia, over Nolan Smith and over B. John Robinson. I, I tend to not think Jalen Carter will be there. Uh, he could. But if, if he is, I think Atlanta might you know pounce on that and, uh, and take him. I'm with you. Philadelphia feels like the team, by the way, I, in my opinion, that could be in the trade-up seat just because how many players are they going to fit? And Roseman trades up, down, everywhere. It just feels feels good uh, to me. All right, so let me uh, quickly recap pick one through eight before we move on to the next quarter here of the first round. Uh, Bryce Young goes number one overall, the quarterback from Alabama to Carolina. Houston takes Will Anderson, the address from Alabama, Arizona. Paris Johnson, Jr., offensive tackle, Ohio State. Indianapolis, C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State. Seattle, Tyree Wilson, edge rusher, Texas Tech. Devin Witherspoon, cornerback, Illinois. Darnell Wright, offensive tackle, Tennessee. And Jalen Carter goes eight to Atlanta from the University of Georgia, the defensive lineman. So now that brings me up here, the Chicago Bears – I think Darnell Wright would have loved to uh, – they would have loved to have had him here off the board. Uh, I, I think Jalen Carter could have been in play there as well. Um, but I'm going to st- go to with another offensive line that I think they are going to try to play outside to start with on the right side, and I think they'll keep those moving expenses small as they take Northwestern offensive lineman Peter Skaronsky. Yeah, I, I just don't think he has the length for their offense to play tackle. I, I, I don't – and I think they could take him, um, but I think it would be a guard. But I don't think you take a guard at nine, right? So, like, if they're drafting him here, you know, that's it. Um, yeah, wow. Three, three offensive linemen in the top nine is not what a lot of people have, so – Scott chiming in eight, eight and 44 for 10 and 30, perhaps. Um, it could be interesting. Falcons get two first round picks essentially. Yeah. yeah. Not, not a bad deal there at all. Uh, all right. Eagles on the clock at 10 here, Shane. Um, no trade ups, no trade backs here. So who's the pick at 10? This feels like a nice spot for them to trade back, right? If they didn't move up for anyone, I think you can move back. Um, I, I see. I think Bijan Robinson's a legitimate possibility, but not at ten. I think you move back five, six, seven picks. Someone wants to come up for Gonzalez. Someone wants to come up for Nolan Smith. You know, I, I think that's possible. I think if they sit at ten, I think Nolan Smith is the pick here. I, I, I think they take the edge rusher, high upside, Hassan Riddick like. Uh, have no one kind of develop there behind him for a year. You know, that, that's essentially all the Eagles picks unless they take a running back is like sit for a year and, and you know, learn what to do before we play, a, you know, in front of the guy you're behind or on the other side. Um, so they brought in Nolan Smith for a visit. I, I think Nolan Smith's a good Eagles fit that's not getting mocked there too much. Tennessee Titans now up at 11 and – both quarter, the other two quarterbacks still on the board here. Uh, well, I think it's a real possible. Like, I do too. Real possible. People, we always we always mock the quarterbacks way too high. You know, it's usually what happens. 
so it's probably happening. It wouldn't matter. Mac Jones is getting mocked three, four, five that year. He's fell to 15. I, I think this is a real possibility. I feel like they also, and Scott brings it up here in the chat, that there's a very good possibility of this is where we would start seeing some calls being made, right? If these quarterbacks are still wow. there. I think I think if they're still there, no one's taking your call. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe. but that's me. Maybe at ten. Maybe at ten. Yeah, at but. ten. Um, so I'm going to take one of those quarterbacks here for the Titans at eleven. They've they're in re- fixing being rebuild full rebuild mode, right? So Will Levis is going to come off the board here, the quarterback from Ooh. Kentucky, and uh, compete. With Malik Willis and Ryan Tannehill. Well, the Houston Texans at 12 are not happy about your selection there at 11 by the Tennessee Titans. They should have traded up. <laughs> they probably should have traded up. Uh, who'd have picked in front of them? Well, 12, Houston, if the pick from Cleveland. I, I've got to take Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida. I, I think if they don't move up, that means they're probably comfortable with all three of the quarterbacks available too, right? You know, I think that's – I think there's a possibility the Texans kind of feel like someone's falling to 12. Someone will be there at 12 if they don't take a quarterback at two and they don't move up for one. Um, and similar to the Colts, I think it has to be we are comfortable with every, all the other quarterbacks. Maybe they like Levis more. That's probably the case. Maybe they like Stroud more. Um, but, you know, that that's that's it. Jimmy's saying the Eagles are going to take Bijan or Gibbs. I, I mean, I think Gibbs at the end, if he's still there, is a possibility. I don't know if – you kind of have to take Bijan at 10. I think to guarantee one of those two running backs going to the Eagles or move back from 10 and and, and take whoever. Um, so we'll see. And the other being the Cow- – I don't know if the Cowboys go running back that early. They, they've shown some interest in those day two backs. But uh, you know, Gibbs is a possibility there too. We'll see what happens in this spot. Green Bay on the board now at 13 and that pick swap in the air and Rodgers trade. And I'm going to be honest, I think they're going to be completely petty here. As they never drafted a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers, they ship him off and the pick they get for Aaron Rodgers, they take Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver for Ohio State. I think it's a great compliment for Christian Watson there on that offense and give Jordan Love a security blanket slot wide receiver type. It could happen. It could happen. I know I they never draft wide receiver. They, but they like never. I said, it, I, I'm not above pettiness. I mean, he fits. He fits a lot of their thresholds for a wide receiver. So I think if they're going to take one, it's going to be JSN. Obviously, um, you know, I, I, I still think Michael Mayer's a possibility. I think you know. I think this Packers pick. I think Kincaid's a possibility too. Yeah, I think his Packers pick really determines the rest of the draft. Um, because it could go so many different ways. Nobody knows what New England's ever going to do, hence by Cole Strange going in the first round last year. So you have the dubious task of drafting for Bill Belichick here, Shane. Well, I, like I said, in my mock tomorrow, I'm, I'm kind of getting cold feet on Zay Flowers here at 14, but uh, it's what I have right now. We'll see if, <laughs> see if I have it there tomorrow. Um, but I'm not going to take him here because I think – uh, I think there's a player on the board that the Patriots would take um, that's still sitting there. 
you know, what, what, what's Bill Belichick's favorite college connection? Kirk Ferentz, right, in Iowa. I think they take Lucas Van Ness, the edge rusher out of Iowa. They like that versatility of a guy that can stand up, put his hand down, has that explosive first step, tough. They don't carry it in start. Uh, you know, Kirk Ferentz is going to give the thumbs up, and I think Bill Belichick drafts him. There you go. 15 is the New York Jets come back into pick swap here. And I'm going to give Aaron Rodgers a, a weapon here, um, not at wide receiver, but uh, at tight end. Despite they've invested money uh, at the position in free agency, Tyler Conklin, uh, CJ Uzama, I think they can upgrade a passing weapon here and give Aaron Rodgers the first tight end off the board, Dalton Kincaid, tight end from Utah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I could see him being the first tight end off the board. Um, man, that 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 would be that would be wild, right? I mean, they 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 have invested a decent amount of money into that tight end position over the past couple years, right? Well, without the- looking at how those contracts are structured, I'm willing to bet that Usama could get cut and they'd be done with it. And then last year they drafted Jerry Rucker in the third round. You know, like, I guess you wasted that pick. Which, uh, whether they take Kate or not, I think they may have wasted that pick. So it's fine. Um, no, it's a good pick. I, I think he goes earlier than a lot of people have him. So it makes sense here. Last pick of this, of the first half of the first round chain belongs to the Washington Commanders. <sighs> It's tough. I, you know, I, I don't think they take a Bijan or Michael Mayer, but I, I do think, I think it's between corner and offensive line, uh, and I think we kind of have one more of the the tier of like first round picks, right? Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle out of Georgia, Joey Porter Jr., the corner out of Penn State. Um, I think either of those players, the Commanders, would be happy with. I, I'm I'm gonna go with Broderick Jones here. Uh, for for the commanders Uh, I think that right tackle spot is pretty important for them to lock down I think they want to lock down the offensive line and help the offense a little bit more Um, you know maybe this is a Hendon Hooker spot perhaps too they have brought him in but uh, I I think they might look more to to the tier after these top five quarterbacks the Jay Caners the Clayton Toons and kind of go at it that way I like Brian Branch here too. Yeah, that, no, look, I, that's, I mean that's that's a good call because he's he would play nickel corner, I think, in the commander's scheme. I think a lot of us, because of the testing, are overthinking him, I, or a lot of people are. In my, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so let's recap nine through sixteen. Uh, Peter Skaronski, interior offensive lineman, tackle, Northwestern Chicago, Philadelphia, Nolan Smith, edge rusher, Georgia. Tennessee, Will Levis, quarterback, Kentucky. Houston, Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. 13, Green Bay, Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver, Ohio State. 14, New England, Lucas Van Ness, edge rusher, Iowa. 15, New York Jets, Dalton Kincaid, tight end, Utah. And 16, Washington Commanders, Broderick Jones, offensive tackle, Georgia. That brings us to pick 17 now and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I got to do it. I would have taken Broderick Jones had you not just taken him at 16. I think I, I just feel it's it's off tackle corner. It's one or the other here for Pittsburgh, and with the, the all the offensive linemen gone, 
I, we go to the next corner and I feel like they go with the legacy, right? And make the Pittsburgh Steelers fans happy. They'll love this one. Joey Porter Jr. I think they want that physical press corner. Uh, I'll have Joey Porter going here in my mock because I think if he's there, I think it's the most likely pick. Um, I, don't, I, I wouldn't discount Deontay Banks going over him and getting drafted over him by the Steelers. Like that could happen. And we're sitting here like, wow, they, you know, they passed on Porter for banks, but they want that, you know, physical corner. Um, I, you know, I think a sleeper pick too is Anton Harrison. Uh, the office tackle from Oklahoma is a potential selection here. So for the, I, if I'm not mistaken in my mock, I may have him going 32nd. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh yeah. which which I had in my last mock and on my mock for twenty four seven sports. Um, if he's there, I think I think, and they don't take a tackle in the first. I think I do. Think they're, they're, they're they're not taking calls on that pick if Anton Harrison's still on the board. I I I, I would be surprised. I'll be pretty surprised. Um, and Tommy says uh, Brian Branch as well. They brought in you know could could be another guy at uh, at thirty two if if he does fall. I mean that would be replacing Cam Sutton almost. Immediately, which, right? Which they have no one right right now. You know, they signed Keanu so Neal. That's that's us. a good call there. Uh did I read correctly today that Brian Branch only missed four tackles in like in his entire collegiate career? I think I think that's correct. Yeah. That's yeah. uh that's that's a number. He's good. He's good. That's a number. Uh all right, Shane. You took uh Devin Witherspoon, the corner from Illinois, it's a sixth pick for Detroit. Who are you taking here? I feel like we're getting into the section here that outside of outside of Bijan Robinson, I and and I'll say Michael Mayer. I don't know if there's like a lock first round grade for any team. Like I think now with Porter Broderick Jones off the board, we're starting to get into teams taking their guy. You know, and maybe we'll have some players go that aren't first round picks or consensus first round picks. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with who our, our, our guy we had on the show, Jeff Risden tweeted out a couple, you know, a week or two ago, and I'm going to take Osiris Torrance, the, uh, guard from Florida, the interior lineman from Florida. I think that toughness inside to be a more physical team, you brought in David Montgomery, I think to run up and we saw what Osiris Torrance can do in the SEC in the run game. Absolutely dominant. Um, good senior bowl. Maybe it's a little high, but I think we've seen guards like interior linemen start, are creeping up the first round board more than I think uh, the media is 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 remembering in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that brings up Tampa Bay, nineteenth pick, nineteen for me. And this you, we talked about teams in full rebuild mode, and that's what is about to happen here in Tampa Bay. They are going to crash for Caleb Hard. <laughs> in the 2023 NFL season, in my opinion. Uh, in my final mock, I I don't like who I've got going there. I'm going to be honest. But I also had this player already gone, and I feel like we, we're going to stop the Bijan fall here and yeah. take him to Tampa Bay at pick 19. So Bijan Robinson running back uh, Texas here. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I, it's a. I say it's a good fit, but he's a good fit everywhere. And at this point, you're just. I think they're just drafting, going to draft talented players for whoever, you know, 
the future quarterback is that's not named Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. It's fair. They've looked at running back pretty hard. I think they brought in five running backs for visits, uh, an insane amount for that position. I like Rashad White, but if you can get B. John Robinson at 19. White can be a great complimentary piece. Right, right. You can still utilize him. Um, you know, I, once again, I, I feel like Bijan's going to go higher than this, but it's going to be someone moving yeah. down and taking him, you know. I agree. All right, uh, pick 20 for the Seattle Seahawks. I had them picking Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher from Texas Tech at five. So piggybacking off of that, uh, who, are, who are the Seahawks going to go with? Yeah, you, you, they took the edge rusher earlier. So I think that's off because I think that would be a, a possibility. Um Miles Murphy, you know, Clemson could be a possibility for them. Uh, they need interior line help, but to be honest, I don't see anyone here worth taking. I don't know if they reach for a John Michael Schmitz or something like that. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take a, a physical corner in the mold of the Seahawks. Uh, they've looked at a lot of corners for visits, and I'm going to take Deontay Banks, the cornerback from Maryland. I think it's a rock solid, perfect fit, you know, plug and play as an outside starter. They had, yeah, they had good corner play last year, but I, I don't know if you can keep just tossing these late round picks. Like Tariq Woolen was great, but uh, I think that left cornerback spot, Deontay Banks could really fit. He played so well last year that you almost feel like he has to return to the, to the mean. It was just a little bit. Right. Right. I, I think it'd be tough to really bank on that. And no pun intended, and, you know, not have someone else there to be physical on the other side that could be the corner one. Brings up 21 in the Los Angeles Chargers, and I've said this on the podcast several times, and my one and only fantasy league I've been, I've drafted Keenan Allen three years in a row, and he's not given me a full season yet. So I feel like we've got to start preparing for life after Keenan Allen. Right. So when I think of a Keenan Allen type volume receiver that could go in the first round, I think I feel like it's Jordan Addison, the wide receiver from Southern Cal. And I feel like that's where the Chargers go here. It's interesting. I think it's definitely a possibility. You know, I wonder if they pass on Michael Mayer, if they pass on the tight end for the receiver. Um, but, you know, but I do think with how the board's fallen out, like offensive weapon is a real possibility. Maybe even Jameer Gibbs, if, if they're going to get rid of Austin Eckler, right? So I think some type of offensive weapon does make sense. All right, Baltimore Ravens pick 22 here. I, I feel like the Ravens are really between two positions as well. Um, you know, I, they're, they're Bruce commenting in the chat that uh, he doesn't know about Robinson and the Bucks because he's going to get kind of run down. I think that's probably the goal. Right? <laughs> like, like, you know, that's fine. Um, I, I think we as we looking at from the outside in say, well, that's bad. I think from the inside out, it's like, that's good. You know, let, let's use Bijan to compete and bring a rookie next year along. I think that makes sense. Back, right, to back, back, back to Baltimore. Uh, I, I, I think corner is definitely in their wheelhouse here. They've looked at a lot of corners. I think receivers in their wheelhouse. We've had the rumors about DeAndre Hopkins potentially. 
and they can always kind of go defensive front seven. But I, I'm, I'm going to take Zay Flowers here. I don't think he gets down too much further than this. Kind of replace Hollywood Brown in the role that he had in this offense. I think they need a player. You know, Odell Beckham's not this player. Rashad Bateman's not the guy that can catch a screen pass. You know, let's say Flowers catch those screens. They tried it with Devin Duvernay. Zay Flowers is so much better. I would have what uh, Zay Flowers here from Minnesota, who I'm now picking for at 23. Um, they they need another guy opposite of Justin Jefferson now with uh, Adam Thielen out of town. I not to disparage the great name of KJ Osborne, but they've got to look there too. And quarterback, this could be, this is one of those back into the first round spots that Hendon Hooker. Um, could be in play yep. as well. So something to think about. I, I don't corner here corner as well. Is a big, big need for the Vikings too. But I think I'm going to take Nicholas's suggestion here and I'm going to stick with wide receiver. Let's go with Quentin Johnston from Ooh. TCU. My wide receiver one. Good, good call by, by Nick in the chat. Uh, you're, yeah, you're still, you're, man, you're hanging out to QJ as wide receiver one. When he, when he doesn't even go tomorrow, you're going to be like, oh, man. Well, it gives me something to talk about uh, Friday night, doesn't it? That's, that's true. That's true. Now, I, I think this would be in, intriguing if you get this kind of big athletic guy opposite Justin Jefferson, Osborne still in the slot. Um, no, it is a need. I, I think the Vikings could go receiver. A secondary is just so awful. I, I, I feel like we might have a, a kind of a late run of corners. All right. Uh, Jimmy's got a suggestion here. We'll get to that as soon as we get this pick off the board, Shane. Jacksonville picked 24. I think Jacksonville can go a lot of different ways because they have looked at a lot of edge rushers. They definitely need a, a corner. Um, and they've looked at a lot of running backs. I think this could be a sneaky spot, actually, for Jameer Gibbs. I'm not going to take him here, but – you know, don't don't. I think if Bijan's still on the board, it's a better because they've yeah. already got the Gibbs back with ETN. Here's the thing: ETN they don't run ETN like that though. They run ETN decently between the tackles, like you know. So it'd be interesting to me. You're probably right. I mean, they probably take one day too. It's probably not here, but I'm trying to throw it out there. So if I'm right, I can pretend like I was right. Um, <laughs> that wasn't. So I'm gonna go edge rusher here. Uh, but I, you know, probably the best available on my board is Miles Murphy. But I think he's similar to Trayvon Walker, and I don't know if he could play on that other side where they kind of have the pure your pinners back and go guy. So I'm gonna have him take Will McDonald, the edge rusher out of Iowa State. I think he's a better fit for what the Jaguars need and what their defense is uh, over Murphy. I like it. I think McDonald's another one of the guys that maybe we're overthinking just a little bit about who he is. So Jimmy has a good suggestion here. And let me recap the last uh, eight picks here. Pittsburgh at 17, Joey Porter Jr. corner, Penn State. Uh, 18, Detroit, Osiris Torrance, interior offensive lineman, Florida. 19, Tampa Bay, B. John Robinson, running back, Texas. Uh, 20, Seattle, Deontay Banks, corner, Maryland. 21, Chargers, Jordan Addison, wide receiver, Southern Cal. Uh, 22, Baltimore, Zay Flowers, wide receiver, BC. Uh, 23, Minnesota, Quentin Johnson, wide receiver, TCU. So we had a run of wide receivers there. 
uh, from TCU, and 24, Jacksonville takes Will McDonald, the edgers from Iowa. Jimmy, great suggestion here is they'll do this during the draft broadcast. So who are your top five best players available right now, Shane? I'll give you kind of my personal top five, and then I can give kind of the most likely, I think. So Michael Mayer's far and away the best player on the board. For me as well. Uh, Miles Murphy out of Clemson is is number two for me. Um, and then we get into guys I think are, are fringe first-round picks. Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin. Uh, Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame, who I don't think goes in the first. And then Brian Brzee from Clemson is my next one. How about, how about yours? Uh, mine right now would be Mayer, uh, number one on my board, followed by – Sorry, I'm on the wrong tab. Uh, Mayor, Mayor Emmanuel Forbes, corner from Mississippi State. Brian Branch, uh, the safety nickel from Alabama. Miles Murphy, and then Cam Smith, the corner from South Carolina, who I am way higher on than uh, I think everybody else. So yeah, and 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 then I, I think we talked to Anton Harrison, uh, yeah. Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell, Kalaja Kansi, probably as the other light potential, real real yeah. potential first round picks. And Cansey um, feels like a pick here at 25 that I could see happening. They just signed Ashawn Robinson. That was on a one-year deal, right? Yep. So you can you can get that interior pass rush here with Cansey. He feels like the best player available on the board. I also like – would they draft a nickel in the first round? And that's where Brian Brian Branch would be could be a nickel for them at this pick as well. But I think Cansey is the uh, is the BPA uh, pick here for the New York Giants at twenty five. Giants are interesting, especially if those receivers and kind of the top corners are off the board. You know, I think Forbes or Branch are real possibilities um, for them, but Cansey is too. So it's good. Um, Robert asking here, can we see Washington trade Chase Young? They declined his fifth-year option today, uh, former number two overall pick, um, and pick 97 for the Jaguars pick to maybe go up and take Hooker. That's a possibility. I'm not sure a team's going to take on Chase Young, and you probably have to give him a deal, or you're basically – he's on a one-year deal. You can't pick up that option now. Um, But – Washington trading up and using someone like Young. I actually think it might be more likely they trade Montez Sweat also on the last year of his deal. Um, so maybe we do see one of those pass rushes. But his option is, is next year, right? He doesn't have an option. Oh, he, oh, he doesn't have an option. Right? Okay. He just, I don't think he has one. So if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, they did take him the first round. So. Yeah, I guess I guess they would have the option next year, which might be more attractive to a team. So you're right. right. Wild. Um, so pick 26 now, the Dallas Cowboys. Interesting here, and this this feels slam dunk, right? Easy. It's the easiest pick of the draft. They're taking Michael Mayer tight end out of Notre Dame. If Michael Mayer's there at 26, the Cowboys are taking him, and they might move up 10 picks to take him. So yeah. Michael Mayer. No, no doubt about it. So that brings me up to the Buffalo Bills at pick 27. I, I have no idea what they're going to do here. But I know what some people have said, and they really only have one need 
but is this too high for that need? I don't know if it is or not, but that's where I'm going to go. I'm going with Jack Campbell, the linebacker from Iowa here at pick 27. A little surprise. He's not my highest rated linebacker. Uh, Drew Sanders from Arkansas is. But I think that Buffalo has been linked to Jack Campbell here, and this feels like the pick at 27. It's a good pick. I think it could happen on draft day. You know, they only, they only run uh, really two two linebackers and have Matt Milano there. So I wonder if they, you know, if they play Campbell on – I don't think they play Campbell on the weak side. But Darnell Washington to the Bills. Uh, they, they looked at a lot of tight ends. Uh, draft not not, not uh, satisfied with Dawson Knox at this yeah, point. It does not that, sound like Daddy Knox, as we call him on the Debbie Marketplace podcast, might uh, might be out of a job. So that is a possibility. That Campbell is too. Brian Branch is a possibility. They brought him in. Um, let's see, it's it's this back end is going to be so nuts. That's yeah, going to be fun. All right, Shane, you're getting you've got the keys to the castle here, man. Don't screw this up. Cincinnati Bengals on the clock. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a Steelers fan. I think I should screw this up. And, you know, maybe you can take uh, – who, who did you have going from the, the CGS? Let's let's take that player here uh, from the <laughs> Bengals. Um, no, I, I think at this point, I think it's a decent board for Cincinnati because uh, you have um, – you know, Jameer Gibbs is still there, the running back from Alabama. I think Miles Murphy is a real possibility, the edge rusher from Clemson. Uh, corner Emmanuel Forbes is still there. Who, who I, I feel like they like the corner from Mississippi State, and you have Brian Branch, though they kind of you know addressed that last year. So I think if the board falls this way, I, I'm going to go Emmanuel Forbes, the corner from Mississippi State, the playmaking corner. You know, I, I think the others are a real possibility. Um, but I think if Forbes is still sitting there at 28, I, I think they they grab him. I'm with you. I think Miles Murphy is built like a prototype, like Lou Anarumo defensive end, right? He feels right. But I think they're, they, I, I, this to me, and I saw, uh, I think it was John Sheeran uh, tweeted this earlier today, writes for agency sports. He said that uh, Forbes, the Forbes pick to the Bengals starting to feel like the Frank Ragnow uh, deal from a few years ago, where everybody knew that that's who the Bengals wanted. And then he ends up getting sniped like one or two picks ahead. Yeah. So that that it's starting to feel like that, and it's going to lead to some disappointment. But uh, I, I, there's there is no better ball skills of a corner in this draft class than Emmanuel Ford. No, not even close. Uh, New Orleans on the clock, and this is where I'm going to get fun. Uh, I, I feel like Kamara's facing a suspension, and they probably want to get out of that money anyway. So this running back's been cop to Kamara a lot. <laughs> Oh, man. Jameer Gibbs running back Alabama to the New Orleans Saints at pick 29. Wow. I I did not think that was, was going to be the pick. Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure they, they could do it. They could do it if they're. Smaller they're that will also be in my final mock draft tomorrow. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. You sure you can't you can squeeze them one pick later, you know? We could have done that. Yeah. But why would we want to do that? <laughs> All right. You're up with the Eagles at 30. You've already selected edge rusher Nolan Smith from Georgia. How's the board looking for the Eagles right here? I want to, I just want to take another edge rusher. That's what I feel like. 
but I can't do that. Um, I, I thought Gibbs would be there. I thought it would be a nice, easy pick. Just take Jameer Gibbs and walk away, ultimately. Um, yeah, because I think if he hadn't taken edge rusher before, then I'd, I'd run Miles Murphy up there because I think that makes sense, um, ultimately. I... I think I'm just going to stop the fall like because he's going to go in the first round somewhere. And I think we got, got to take him. So I'm going to take Brian Branch here. I mean, you have kind of a versatile safety, which they're going to need. They have played kind of the, the you know, um, Chauncey Gardner situation of playing nickel and having a safety come down and play that nickel. So once again, Branch could kind of sit for a year and come in and add a, a physical presence to that secondary. I like the fit as well, um, and I think it's just a perfect piece for the Eagles' defense. And like we talked about, I think we're overthinking it with Brian Branch. I think he's a better prospect than he's getting credit for, and yeah. there is no there there isn't a linebacker in this draft class that's a better tackler than Brian Branch is. I haven't fallen pretty far in my mock too, and it's just he's a tough he's a tough guy to place, you know. Right. He, he's the new tweener. You know, we don't really even talk about that use that word anymore. That used to be a big, a, a bad word a few years ago, but that feels like it applies to Brian Branch in this class, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, does he play free safety? Does he play nickel corner? That star role for Alabama is just a tough translation. I think sometimes we'll see it next year with Malachi Moore taking over. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. All right, final pick of the first round, the Kansas City Chiefs, and Sick. we're going to replace – we're going to stop another fall here and replace Frank Clark with a uh, pass rusher here from Clemson, Miles Murphy, to wrap up the first round. I like it. I think edge rusher is high on the priority list, um, you know, because they talked about Omanawu is going to play inside. So that other edge position is open for the Chiefs. Right tackle as well. I don't think there's anyone here, you know – I'll give a sneaky pick is uh, Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse here. As I have well. heard this trending in the last couple of days, multiple. I've seen multiple play, uh, people report that don't be surprised if he hears his name. And I'll be honest. I like Matthew. Berger. I don't like Matthew Bergeron 31, but I like Matthew Bergeron as a player. I mean, I'm fine with it. I, I, I am fine with the 31 because I, I I think if he's your so, guy, go get your guy, right? Yeah, I would I would take him like 36, 37. So I might as well take him 31, you know. Right. You're drafting second rounders at this point anyway. Right. Speaking of second rounders, give us the bonus Steel is Anton. Never mind, it's Anton Harrison doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, the bonus Steelers pick is Anton Harrison, it's, the yeah, offensive tackle from Oklahoma. 30. Yeah, I think uh I don't think they'd be trading out if if no. he's still on the board. Not taking them phone calls. Nope. All right. So uh, Jimmy had a comment here because uh, on the old uh, podcast I used to do before with the draft countdown, I, I did before the draft every year, I would put 50 names in a hat that were like the top 50 prospects. And I drew them out randomly to simulate a mock draft. It was pretty fun. Oh, got a couple right. Fun. <laughs> really? That, that's yeah. funny. That is, that's good. That's good stuff. So that's what he's referencing there. That was good times. Good times. Uh, so I don't know. Did we get any questions? No, a lot, of com- no. a lot of great comments, though. Yeah. Oh, look, look, I appreciate everyone listening and chatting. We had a good chat room. So, you know, I hope everyone will come on the live stream on one or all three of these the days during the draft and love the chat when the chat's going during the live stream is the absolute best. 
Yeah. So it's 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 good stuff. Good stuff. Buccaneer Bruce has a comment. Uh, Antoine Harrison might fit Tampa. Might be where I have him in my final mock draft. We'll see. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. So we didn't get any questions to answer here. So we're going to move on. Final thoughts, Shane. Uh, tomorrow night. You're you're running the show tomorrow night. That's <laughs> a that is uh, scary, but I, I am running the show. You'll you'll be in a little bit. I'll be in. I'm gonna know? be in a, a few different times uh, tomorrow night. I'm gonna open with Shane, and I'm gonna close it out. And I got one more segment in there, but we're gonna have uh, the founder of Draft Countdown and the the uh, head of Next Gym, Scott Wright's gonna come on tomorrow night. Uh, Brad Menendez, contributor here at Draft Countdown. Uh, Roto Heat at Roto Heat Brad on Twitter is going to be here as well. Uh, Miranda Wilhelm, another great contributor here at Draft Countdown at Murder She Wrote on Twitter. She's going to be here. The the legendary Pigskin Paul going to be here as well. Pigskin Good Paul, I'm going to ask I'm going to ask one question, and that's going to be the whole twenty minutes. Good luck keeping that man contained to a twenty minute segment, Shane. If, if a pick happens while he's talking, we're not going to find out about the pick for yeah until the next one's off the board. You're going to have to get aggressive. Aggressive with with old Paul there yeah, uh, tomorrow night, and and Nino uh, Nino from Toys the Titles yeah. and CFB Nation also going to pop in yeah. uh, as well. So we like I said, we got some great guests lined up tomorrow night. It's going to be great, and also uh, the, the coverage is going to carry into day two and day three, where I'll be here with you for all picks thirty two through two fifty nine. We're going to have you covered both days. And we're going to give you the picks when we find out. We're not going to wait for the television to announce the pick. So if you want to come day here, three, yeah, it just gets. So wild. if you want to come here and you want to get instant analysis of what's happening instead of listening to seeing the same uh, puff piece that you've seen two days already on the television coverage, you come here and you find out what's going to happen. We're going to break down every trade, every pick. It's going to be great. Um, my final thought, Shane. I went back and looked at my. 21st 2023 mock draft last year the way too early uh which was the one i posted right after the draft last year 15 of those players uh, i had in there are in my first round my final mock draft that's pretty good i th- I, th- I think 50 percent's about what we get and i think that's really good for for you and for anyone before the season you know when you don't even know who's coming out to the draft so that, that's that's really well done uh, Bruce says, if you see a guy in a Buccaneers bucket hat and a Craig Erickson jersey, Jesus. Ooh. All right. I'll uh, tomorrow night. That. We'll, be, we'll be on the lookout for that. We'll have the TV on in the background uh, as we're doing the coverage. But, yeah, so, Shane, with, this was fun. We uh, a, lot of, a lot of great feedback here tonight, and we, we got through this mock draft. And – we're, 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 we're finalizing our seven rounders as we, you know, as soon as this is over with, we're going to, we're going to get back to that slog and uh, got to get up, got to get them first rounders submitted uh, and to be scored. Hopefully, you know, I'll up my porous average <laughs> tomorrow. You'll be good. You'll be good. And uh, we'll see, but uh, that's going to do it for tonight's edition of the draft countdown podcast. Uh, if you're not already subscribed to the channel, and you're watching this live video tonight, go ahead and do that. And definitely, you definitely want to hit that notification bell for when we go live these next three nights. Uh, if you if you catch this on the audio tomorrow while you're, uh, you know, doing your morning jog uh, like I do, 
and you want to listen to this mock draft uh, there on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever it was, give us a five-star review uh, after you get done listening and uh, share that out with everybody. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Deep Fried Draft. Follow Shane on Twitter, at Shane P. Hallam. Follow Draft Countdown on Twitter, at Draft Countdown, and go to DraftCountdown.com. We got Brad's mock up right now, set the final mock. Tomorrow, Shane and myself, seven-round mock drafts going up. You don't want to miss that. For Shane, I'm Brian. Good night, everybody. See you tomorrow.